I'm Julie Martella, and this is my podcast, Navigating Widowhood. I'm a home strategist, coach, and passionate researcher. I am on a mission to help you find strength, support, and a little laughter in life's journey after loss. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Welcome back, my friends. Today, I want to talk to you about the gift of the present. And by present, I don't mean what you open on your birthday, but I mean the state of time. So let's get started. Losing our loved one. We know it's a challenging experience. When we are navigating the waters of grief, okay, especially in the beginning, I cannot overemphasize how important learning and understanding the power of being in the present can be. Psychologists have long recognized the benefits. It's also called mindfulness, right? And mindfulness is like a big buzzword because it's been well recognized as a valuable tool for managing anxiety, stress, and all the emotions that come with widowhood. But when someone tells me, you should be mindful, that makes me want to like throw something at them. But when someone tells me, hey, why don't you practice being in the present? I have a whole different set of feelings about that, right? It doesn't feel so woo-woo to me, for lack of a better word. So today I want to talk about that. So before we can really get into a discussion about it, let's talk about what is the present moment. The present moment is often referred to as being in the here and now. And it means that you are in a space where you are fully aware and mindful of what's happening in this very instant. It's a state in which you are not dwelling on the past and you are not worrying about the future, but rather your entire focus is centered on the present moment. And if you will remember, if you go back a ways with me, if you remember the book called Who Moved My Cheese, he talks about that, or The Gift of the Present. I think he wrote a book about that too. He talks about that, that we have no past, we have no future. Uh, Actually, uh, Mariko Thumb has a very eloquent uh, way to say that. He says, the present moment is the only thing where there is no time. It is the point between past and future. Everything that happens, happens in the present moment. It is impossible for anything to exist outside of it. So if we take that to heart, then why should widowed people like us embrace this practice of living in the present? Are we, and the other question becomes, by living in the present, are we denying a past and a future? And my my argument is that no, we are not denying the power of the past and the memories of the past, but what we're doing is we're releasing. We're releasing our control. The past has already happened, right? Whatever is in the past is a statement of fact. It happened. Whether it is, I bought a new house. I went and got a cappuccino. Uh, I have a job. 
it's already happened. The future has not yet happened. And I don't know about you, but in my world, every future scenario, there's like 27 different scenarios, which if I try and plot them out, none of them will actually come to fruition, (laughs) right? We can worry about the future, but we don't actually know the future. So the only place that we have control is in the present. So why does being in the present matter? Well, it matters for a few reasons. Living in the present can reduce your anxiety. It will help you cut down on worrying and rumination, which are, guess what? Future-based activities. When we are worrying and when we are, okay, when we are worrying, we're stuck in the future. When we are ruminating, we're stuck in the past. And I don't know about you, but for me, especially my first few years of widowhood, every year on my husband's death anniversary, I would ruminate and I would go over that day and I would wonder, is there something I could have done better to save him, right? That's ruminating. Worrying about the future. What am I going to do? I have no control over that either. So being in the present, number one, reduces the anxiety. Next, it helps with stress management. The practice of being in the present or being mindful will keep you grounded and connected to your emotions and surroundings. And this can reduce your stress and the impact of stress on your overall health. You can literally, my friends, if you are in a stressful situation and you are feeling out of control, you can literally ground yourself down to what am I doing in this breath? I remember doing dishes. I know this sounds crazy, right? I remember literally washing dishes and telling myself, the water is hot. I see the bubbles. I'm scrubbing the dishes. I'm looking out my window, right? I was so, that is all I could manage at that point. But by solidly grounding myself in that point, it kind of, it kind of, cut off that short circuiting, right? That was going all over the place and the grounding recentered me. And you can do the same by immersing yourself in what is going on at this moment, right? What do I see, smell, hear, feel? What am I touching? That's how you get yourself grounded. All right. Being in the present is an effective coping strategy, Because it equips you with the tools to cope with negative emotions such as fear and anger. It enables you to face these emotions head on and manage them more effectively. Because if you were in the the moment and you say, I'm really afraid about this, I'm really afraid of this or about this potential scenario, you can go back and say, okay, but it hasn't happened yet. Right now, I am here. See, it gives you a frame of reference. And, okay, oddly enough, this is a side, I mean, this is a side benefit for widows, but really for everybody, that recent studies have suggested that mindfulness and living in the present moment can help people deal with pain, physical pain. So if it can help with physical pain, it certainly is a valuable tool for coping with emotional and physical pain that is our grief work and our grief journey. 
So while the benefits of living in the present moment are clear, we want to acknowledge the challenges that may hinder your ability to do so, right? Especially when you're grieving. So yes, we want it. Living in the present moment is a great goal, but there's things that can get in the way of you obtaining that goal. So first of all, you've got past bias. Past bias, oh my gosh, we romanticize the past. There is a common thing when I, I go to Camp Widow with Soaring Spirits International, amazing experience. If you're ever interested, just Google it. But many times when we go to classes at Camp Widow, one of the things I hear over and over from many widow people is this. How is it that when our spouses die, they immediately become a saint? <laughs> right? Everything bad that happened magically goes away and they become this this person that lived on a pedestal. That is past bias, my friends. Past bias, we make something seem more enjoyable than it really was. We make someone more of who they were actually not, right? And then what happens is that creates a longing for what once was. And you will hear that when you hear yourself saying things like, man, I wish I could go back to this place or man, I wish I could, my person did this. We gloss over. It's the, it's the romanticization of the past, the past bias. We gloss over the yucky parts and we focus on the good parts. And that is one way that our brain consolidates information, right? So when, when our person dies, our brain now has to make sense of what happened and it has to go through, part of the grieving process is going through all of the memories and consolidating them. And do you think our brain, sometimes it's going to keep, if there's some bad memories, it will keep them. But it'll get rid of kind of the meh memories and it'll keep the strong ones. So you just need to know that. Something else that happens that gets in the way of living in the now is that there's a sense of uncertainty, right? It can be scary. Living in the present moment can be unsettling because it involves embracing uncertainty. And after losing our partner, the future can feel especially uncertain, which can lead to anxiety. It's a tough spot. I mean, it's a practice, my friends, to live in the present. It's a practice. It takes some good mind management. Oh, and that brings us to the last reason that you would actually have a challenge living in the present is because our minds like to wander. Anyone struggle with, anyone struggle? If anyone could raise their hand, I would see a collective hand raising in cars and at homes right now, right? Our minds have the tendency to wander, which then pulls us away from the present moment. So what is the antidote? Well, first of all, I'm going to tell you right now, we have, it's a, it's a practice. Being in the present is a practice and it takes practice. Okay. One effective way to bring yourself back into the present is to actually practice single tasking, not multitask. Multitasking actually keeps us out of the present because our mind, what are we doing? We're training our mind to go 27 places at once. If you can practice single tasking, it trains your mind to go to one thing at a time. 
is going to be hard. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be hard because our brains are like, no, we do lots of things at one time. (laughs) But the reality is we don't do them well. So practice single tasking. And how do you do that? Well, uh, well, just like on the computer, you know, like on the computer, you have all the tabs, right? We have 27 tabs open. Okay. Go back to one tab. Go back to one tab in your life. Close all the extra tabs and say, this is what I'm working on right now. It reduces stress, reduces distractions, and it helps you maintain your focus. Take breaks. You've got to take short breaks into your life because that helps your brain reset. It helps your mind reset and it helps you avoid burnout and fatigue. You need some free time in your life that is tech-free. Doing doing things that will connect you to the world around you, okay? Scrolling on your phone, I'm guilty of it. Playing solitaire, I do it every day. I, 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 I say, this is how I'm keeping my brain sharp. <laughs> so, but there's a time for that, but then there's a time where I just need to go pet the dogs. I need to go check on the chickens. I need to go for a little walk, okay? It's connecting with nature because then when we connect with nature, what happens when I go for a little walk or when I go check on the chickens? I am feeling the temperature outside, maybe a breeze. Right now I'm feeling a breeze. It's beautiful. I'm hearing the chickens. I'm smelling whatever. I keep the coop clean so I'm not smelling doo-doo. I'm smelling whatever, my orchard actually. I'm smelling the smells of fall. See See how connecting with the world gets you grounded. So anyway, it's, it's, an important, it's an important concept to go back, to get ourselves away from multitasking and get ourselves back to single tasking. Another thing that I want you to do is I want you to balance this concept of past, present, and future, which is the work of integration. We've talked about this. We need to have time to think about the past, We need to have time to think about the future. However, we don't need to live there, right? We we need to spend the time. We need to be mindful and balance our thoughts of the past, the present, and the future. When what you will like, think of the scale, right? Think of the, the scale where you put the produce on and you put the or you put the things on the two sides. When you have too much of one or the other, the scale gets tipped. Keeping the scale in balance means spending a balanced amount of time thinking about the past, the present, and the future. Okay? So how can we be present and live in the moment? Right? How can we be in a healthy balance? Well... You can think about the past in small doses. You take breaks from that, right? You think about the future in small doses. Because I don't know about you, but when I start thinking about the future, I go down a rabbit hole because there's so many possible scenarios. And then the core and the majority of your time is spent in the present moment. So we're, we're making plans for the future but we're living in the present. We're reflecting on the past, but we're living in the present. 
I have a friend. Her name is, uh, well, her name is Glenn, and Glenn lives in Texas. And Glenn and I met through a widow's group, actually. And Glenn and I live far apart. Once in a while, we get together. Like uh, the last time she came out to California, and she actually spent a week with me, and we had a grand time. Now, one of the reasons we had such a marvelous time is that we focused on the present. We couldn't focus on, I, I had a choice to make. I could have focused on the fact that Glenn was leaving in five days and we only had a week and I could have really messed things up and worried about it and I could have been sad ahead of time and, and been like, man, I'm gonna miss Glenn, right? But I didn't. Instead, what I did is I enjoyed the gift of friendship for those five days. And each day we decided, what do we want to do today? How do we want to enjoy the day? How do we want to enjoy each other's company? What adventures do we want to have? Right? And by staying in the present for the bulk of our trip, like, you know, some evenings we would go back to the past. Of course, we're going to visit the past. We visit our dead spouses and the lives that we had before we were widows. And we spent some time in the future thinking about how can we do this again? This was so fun. And how are each of us going to navigate our futures? Of course, because we're in balance, right? But the bulk of our time was spent just enjoying each other's company. And for two of those days, we had another friend named Kathy join us. And we actually spent two or three days at a beach house in Southern California before we had our little, our little adventure. So for those periods of time, we were able to just set aside the worries of the past and the worries of the future, and we were able to focus on the present. And that was not only our gift to ourselves, but also our gift to each other. Because at the end of our time, we felt refreshed. We felt renewed, right? We weren't as burned out. And we were grounded and we were grounded in ourselves. We were grounded in our friendship. We were grounded in like, we've got this. So that is what I want to leave you with today. I want to leave you with the the encouragement to balance out the ruminations of the past and the worries of the future and to really put yourself in the present because the present is the only thing over which we have any control. My friends, you can do this. And as always, I am here to help. Thank you so much for being part of Navigating Widowhood. And remember, take a moment to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews help this podcast get recognized so that more people can find it. And of course, sharing a podcast is a great way to share your support. Until next time, remember, you are never alone on this journey.